Hello to all you doinks out there, and welcome back to another episode of Doinked, where Josh and I are going to go over week two in the NFL and give our week three predictions for uh, the upcoming week. Yeah. Uh, to start, we are going to reiterate our record from last week. We are currently seven and nine in our predictions. Yes, from week one. <clears throat> Let's just say week two helped us out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we had a, a very couple good of week two. Big shockers. Well, it depends but- on which way you look at it. Fair, but we will uh we'll start on Thursday night. Yes, Thursday night football. The we- Washington football team hosting the New York Giants in an NFC East battle. matchup, and um, a battle it was. Yes, uh, final score was the Washington football team thirty and the New York Giants twenty nine. Washington edging with a uh, last minute field goal in which they got a redo. But uh, let's go over some of the talking points about this game. So why don't you start, Josh? Yeah, so I I put down on my notes it was a very well-balanced game of two very poor teams. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty it's much. like if this was against anybody else, these teams would have flopped. But considering it was against each other, it was they put together a decent football game. It was a good Thursday night football it was game. A, it was a good Thursday night football game. Both teams came to show up. Um Heineke was unbelievable in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made some impressive throws. Uh, the one in the corner of the end zone he made for a touchdown earlier in the game was yeah. incredible. That was to TJ McLaurin, I believe. Yes. But now, the Giants did everything they possibly could to prevent Daniel Jones from winning this game. Mm-hmm. Okay, Daniel Jones, I like I've told you, I said it last week, I'm going to ride the Giants in most games. Because of Daniel Jones. So, for a team that has Saquon Barkley as their number one running back, who was one of the running best running backs, if not the best running back in the league for a while, the leading rusher for the New York Giants is they, Daniel Jones. Yeah, and, and I mean, think about his stat line. He went 22 of 32 for 249 yards and a throwing touchdown. And then he ran it nine times for 95 yards. And another score. And then he had another score taken off the board Mm -hmm. because of a phantom holding penalty by his wide receiver. Yeah, that was not a hold on that play. I I know which one you're talking about. I didn't understand that. But at the end of it all, once again, the Giants screwed the pooch. Dustin Hopkins swung right the final kick. Yes. But a offsides (sighs) encroachment... Jumping off right before the snap. It was like not even a split second. It was bad. It was as the ball is snapping, the lineman just jumps a little bit. Yeah. Calls the five yards, re-kick, kick is good. Yes. And uh, the uh, football team comes out victorious over the Giants, unfortunately. They are now one and one with the New York Giants being an ofer So far. Ofer 2. I think this is their... Eighth time in a row starting I, the season 0 for 2. It, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Moving on to um, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, the first game I have listed from NFL.com uh, listed the next game was New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Yes. Uh, Patriots victorious in this game 25-6. to 6. Um, mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be a shutout for the longest time. Um, 
the Patriots should have been dominated in this game. Their defense really showed up. Like they made um, Yeah, one of my defensive players of the week, probably my defensive player of the week because I was at my uh my fiance's grandparents' house for myself, Meredith, my father-in-law, and grandfather-in-law all watched this game together. Mm-hmm. My defensive player of the week is JC Jackson. Okay. With the two interceptions, um two of the four or two out of the eight completions that Zach Wilson made were intercept interceptions by J.C. Jackson because he completed eight passes. No, he no Zach Wilson went nineteen of thirty three. He went nineteen of thirty three. He went nineteen of thirty three with two hundred and ten yards and four interceptions. But yes, he threw four passes to the other team, mm-hmm. and I think the problem with Wilson is that he's trying to do everything. Too much. He's trying to carry that offense yeah and unfortunately i mean this team is still in the rebuild yes they may have their quarterback depending on who you are if you're a diehard jets fan you might have you might think this is our guy but just remember <laughs> two or three years ago it was sam Nardold. that, that was your guy. guy and look at how he's doing in carolina oh we'll get to carolina don't worry i got some good notes about that game but i mean the patriots dominated this game it, it the Patriots have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Yeah, and Mac looked good again. Mac looked good. Okay. Um, he, I mean, he didn't throw for a TD, but they did have two rushes uh, mm-hmm. with White and Harris in this game. Yep. Um, now, I have a note here. Um, Zach Wilson as my offensive rookie of the year isn't looking too pretty right now. It's still early. It's still early. It's still early. It's still early. But I mean, my guy, well, you know, he's barely getting on the field. So yeah. my pick's barely getting on the field right now, yeah. and I mean it's still early. So yeah, it's still it's still it's still quite early. We will revisit this in a few weeks. Like yeah. I said, we're going to revisit it at the halfway point of the season. Mm-hmm. Up next, um, I have the Denver Broncos going to Jacksonville to face off against the Jaguars. Yes, and the Broncos come out victorious, twenty three to thirteen. Um, even though this was a ten point game, this game really wasn't that close. No. Um, Teddy Bree looked Teddy B looked good in this game. Teddy Bridgewater has reinvigorated his career. I mean, one of the things I've noticed is he is attacking his opponents vertically. Mm-hmm. He is going after the tops of defenses. He's not dinking and dunking and stuff like that. I believe. He's either number one or number two in the NFL for passes over 15 air yards attempts mm-hmm. so far this year. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like he is just going after teams vertically down the field, spreading them out, and opening up other stuff underneath when he wants to hit that as well. Mm-hmm. Denver's just playing good football right now, and I believe what they're two and zero now, right? They are two and zero. Yeah, I think I could be wrong. They have the best record in the AFC West. Nope, they're tied. Because the Raiders, the Raiders are over in the AFC West yes. too. Because it's the Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Yes. Okay. Best division in football right now. Yeah. Overall, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. And Trevor Lawrence for the Jags played good. Um. Again, you can't carry an offense on your own. No. No, you can't. Which um, which sucks for these number ones, number twos, number three overall picks. I mean, it, is that they're they're being picked to start the rebuilds, so the rebuild is still in process, so they don't have those targets, they don't have those running backs to back them up. 
I mean, it's it's he needs help. He definitely he need, does. He needs help. He needs skill plays. When he only throws for 118 yards, 3.6 yards per attempt, mm-hmm. you, you need something. You need something to change on the offensive yeah. side. I mean, it's one TD, take time. two ints. It's what you can expect. It's going to take time. Mm-hmm. That's just all you can really say. Up next, we have a blowout. We have the Buffalo Bills beating the Miami Dolphins 35-0. to So I'm going to present a question to you. Is this game as much a blowout if Tua does not exit this game early? No. Okay. This game, Buffalo still wins it, but it's it's closer to probably a 35 to 24, mm-hmm. 35 to 28, something like that. The Dolphins do not get blown out if Tua isn't carted off in the first quarter. Okay. Because I mean, if you're just looking at purely, you know, statistical, like the really big gap here, the really big discrepancy is rushing. Like there was a big sixty-yard discrepancy between both teams. Passing was pretty close. Both teams had turnovers. Miami had three. The uh, Buffalo Bills had two. But the the, the thing that kind of just stands out to me, and it's something that always comes back to bite teams in the ass: penalties, 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 penalties. Miami had nine for eighty-three yards. That's a lot of penalty yardage. Mm-hmm. And, I, and if we go back to the Giants game, they had a lot of penalties. Um, we're gonna get to a couple of other games where there was just a lot of blown, like a lot of whistles blown this week. Previous week, it didn't seem like there was a lot of whistles being blown. This week, it was the complete opposite. A lot of these referees week one, and stuff. Let's let them play. Yeah, a lot of f- week two. Okay, we're cracking so, down. It was a lot of laundry. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if I agree with what you're saying about the score wise because. Buffalo's not winning because of their offense. Their defense is why they're kind of in games. Don't get me wrong. It let them down last week. But that's also because the offense only put up how many points? 16? 16? 16 or 17, they lost, yeah. They lost 17 to 16 or something like 20, that? Oh, uh, Miami. No, I'm talking about Buffalo. Buffalo, I, they lost 23 to 16, I believe. I can get that score for you in a minute. Well, either way, it's just one of those deals where... Um, their defense didn't let them down against Pittsburgh. It was 23-16. Okay. It wasn't the defense that let them down against Pittsburgh. It was their offense because their mm-hmm. offense didn't put any points on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense is playing very well. Their defense definitely shut down Miami. But this is the, I don't keep, think Miami would have been shut the, out. This is the same Miami defense that held the Patriots to 16. Again, it's the Patriots' offense versus the Bills' offense. Yes. But the Miami defense is still solid. It's good. It's not. It's good. It's middle of the pack. The thing is... is the thing is, is you have a middle-of-the-pack defense versus... Uh, an upper middle of the pack offense, and then you have a bottom rung offense versus a top rung defense, and that was the difference in this game. Like, I mean, it's simple as that. I mean, Miami can't do anything without Tua, mm-hmm. and it, it showed because they didn't do anything without Tua. Yeah, again, this shows how important quarterbacks are to their team. Yeah, how and important they build an offense around a specific player, and mm-hmm. it's just he's not, which there. is currently what's undergoing in the. In the New York Jets locker room and in the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. locker room. And they have solid enough quarterbacks, but they don't have the targets around them. And don't get me wrong, Jacoby Brissett is not a bad quarterback. He just he's thrust into the position mm-hmm. after what? Two didn't even make it out of the first quarter? Yeah. It was very early in the yeah, first. Exactly. Moving on, I have the Los Angeles Rams visiting the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. Um, Rams squeeze out an off uh, a win in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Stafford was strong, nineteen for thirty eight, uh, nineteen for thirty, 
278 yards, two and one TD to internet uh, inter interception. Interception. I almost said internet. Um, interception um, ratio. Ratio. And Carson looked good as well, but he got hurt. Yes. So week ex- two. Explain this to me. Have you read the injury report about Carson Wentz? No. He has two sprained ankles, not one. They're both sprained. Yeah. And do you know how that happens? When you when you try, when you're playing on a sprain. No, when you're trying to do too much, the guy has Aaron Donald hanging all over him, mm-hmm. all game. And what's he doing? He's still trying to walk around, carry him around on his back, and throw a ball forty yards down the field. That's how he got hurt in Philly, because he tried to do too much and he blew his ACL diving into the end zone. And now it's once again happening to him here in Indianapolis. Okay, um. I don't know. I mean, this game was, again, it was tightly contested, came down right to the wire, end of the game. Um, reason why um, Indy loses, backup quarterback throws an interception to Jalen mm-hmm. Ramsey on basically their last drive. I don't count the last drive because it was just them trying to throw the ball down the field to get themselves into mm-hmm. field goal range, but they had, they ran out of time. It was just, it's unfortunate. And Matthew Stafford is just, him and Cooper Cup. They're going to be the most dangerous tandem in the mm-hmm. NFL this year, oh, besides yeah. Brady and Gronk, mm-hmm. because they're on like a, a different plane right now. Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. I mean, Cooper Cup went for poof, hold on, I'll get the stats right now. A hundred and sixty-three yards, and both the touchdowns went to him. Mm-hmm. Hundred and sixty-three out of two hundred and seventy-eight yards went to Cooper Cup. That's crazy. It, it's it's almost like Matt Stafford has his guy now. Well, yeah, but he had his guy in Detroit too. We're not gonna downplay that. He had Megatron. Yeah, come on, Megatron would make me look like a good quarterback. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he had somebody, but now I think he has a little bit more freedom, like a little bit more ability to play with play calling and stuff like that that mm-hmm. he may not have had in the past. He's got and, a stronger coaching staff and I th- in Los Angeles. And I feel like the coaching staff allows him to tinker with their offensive playbook a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So um, brings the Rams to 2-0 as well. So mm-hmm. another stellar outfit uh, effort from the uh, Rams this past week. Up next, we have the Cincinnati Bengals going to Chi Town to face off against the Bears. Bears win this game twenty to seventeen. Um, it did get a little bit tight at the end of the game because mm-hmm. um, the late, game wasn't that, that game, late fields interception as well. Well, yeah, that's what that's what made the game tight because this game was a blowout. Mm-hmm. This game, this game was this over game, for a this long game was time. Seven, I believe it was seventeen to three. With 10 minutes left in the fourth. Yeah, and they stormed back. But, again, the big thing to take from this, and I don't want to say that the the monsters of the midway are back, but for a quarterback in Joe Burrows, who had went so long without... 199 completed passes before an interception, and then those three, and I believe... Three in a row, and in four consecutive drives, they turned the ball over. Eddie Jackson punched the ball out for a, a forced fumble. Then you had the three consecutive interceptions. The one by Roquan Smith for a return for a touchdown. Jalen Johnson. And then I cannot remember the name of the defensive lineman who got the interception. Hold on one second. I, I'll get that for you right now. But um, the story really in this game is... Andy Dalton. Andy yeah. Jared. 
yeah, Andy Dalton's injury is huge right now because um, it really... Oh, um, Blackson. Blackson was the uh, defensive lineman. Angelo Blackson is the one who got the uh, the other interception on a tip ball, mm-hmm. which was a great, a phenomenal play by Alec Ogletree to get through the middle of the line, get it up, bop it up into the air, and Blackson makes the interception. But... The Fields thing is two-sided for me in this game. The disguised play that he threw the interception on would have fooled most quarterbacks, okay? You had everybody in the box. It looked like everybody was pressuring. Then the one guy dropped back, and Fields threw it into the spot he thought was going to be an open spot. That is something he will learn as he Mm -hmm. spends more time in the film room, more time on the field. He's going to learn these things. What I was more impressed with was how he iced the game. How he got that nine-yard rush at the end of the game with the defender draping all over him, and then he stood in bounds. He had the football IQ to not step out of bounds, to stay in bounds, to keep the clock running. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, as Matt Nagy has said, if Andy Dalton is healthy, he's a starting quarterback. Andy Dalton did not tear his ACL, as was feared. A lot of people thought that's what happened. I guess it's like a knee bruise or something like that. So they're playing it day by day. And mm-hmm. obviously having Andy Dalton in that quarterback is a different scheme than having Justin Fields in that quarterback. So by not divulging where they're going yet with which quarterback they're going with gives them a little bit of a competitive advantage coming into this week's game. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm happy the Bears won. Um, I, I was very happy with the way the defense performed. Uh, I just want to see a little bit more of the offense. I mean, Andy Dalton was Andy Dalton played well before he got hurt. 9 of 11 for 56 yards and a touchdown. The yardage isn't great, don't get me wrong, because it's still <laughs> dinking and dunking down the field. But Justin Fields had two big drops. Allen Robinson dropped a ball in the end zone that he would have, he's never dropped, like mm-hmm. never dropped. And then he missed um, Darnell Mooney along the sideline that hit Mooney in the hands. Sure, it was a little far, but it hit Mooney in the hands. And as John Madden always says, is if it hits you in the hands, you got to catch the ball. So Fields' numbers don't look impressive, but I think they're better than what they reflect because of two big drops. Mm-hmm. Up next, we had the San Francisco 49ers traveling east to the Philadelphia Lincoln Financial Field to face off against the Eagles, where the San Francisco 49ers edged out the Eagles 17-11 to in this game. The Eagles did not perform this week how I wanted them to. In oh, the yeah, second lost. half. In the second half half okay we kept garoppolo quiet until the very end of the first half and then garoppolo gets that drive the last drive of the of the half Mm -hmm. and then he comes out and whoops our ass in the second half Mm -hmm. you know who else helped him nick bosa nick bosa was all over jalen hurts oh that's what i forgot my defensive player of the week was uh roquan smith yeah in the chicago game yeah Interception for a return for a touchdown, a sack, a QB hit, eight tackles, a tackle for loss. Guy was all over the field. But back to Nick Bosa. Yeah, so Bosa was very, uh, very good in this game. Very both, active. Both defenses played very well. Mm-hmm. To hold this San Francisco 49ers offense to 17 points, two touchdowns, that says a lot. I think they were playing a little bit more of a watered-down offense, in my opinion. Because you never saw Trey... Lance was you never not- saw him in the entire game. He, ne- he he did not make a single play. He was not active for a single snap in this game. 
I think they were. I think they were trying to keep it a little bit more vanilla this week. To be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I agree with you, but it's. But I also think it was because of the defense. I yeah. think it was because of Philly's abilities Philly, on defense. Philly has a strong defense. Well, they just lost a piece. I know. Don't remind me. Brandon Graham's done for the year with an Achilles tour. God. First defensive injury. I put this in my notes, knock on wood, that this doesn't happen. First defensive injury of probably many. Probably. Because that's what we're known for is offensive line and defensive line injuries. Our corners and safeties, they should be fine. Our offensive weapons, they should be fine. Our O-line and D-line always looks like a bunch of college kids playing at the end of the year. Every single time. Sorry, man. It's been our plague since we won <laughs> the, Super Bowl. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, it's, an, it, it's the Nick Foles curse. It is. You let him go. Yeah, and now where he is. Yeah. Chicago. Chi-town. <laughs> Doing nothing. Um, But yeah, Sack got hit a couple of times. Um, Sack. My God. Hurts got sacked a, a couple, couple of times, times. Um, which that definitely definitely hurt us. It was a it was a it was a good performance and a loss, in my opinion. Okay, Spe- especially by the defense. Yeah, the hurt to Brandon Graham and Brandon Brooks both being on IR now that really hurts. Oh, yeah, it does. We can move on. We can rebuild. Yes. Moving on to the next game. Held in Cleveland, we have the Houston Texans flying to Cleveland to take on the Browns. And the Browns pick up the victory 31-21. to Tyrod Taylor goes down with an injury. How many quarterbacks this week? Four? Four or five. There was a ton of quarterbacks that went out this Lots week. Lots of injuries this week. Lots of injuries this week. Um, I mean, it was an even game for most of it. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much an even game for a majority of um, what we saw um, out of these two teams. But people should be worried about Cleveland's defense. They should be. Tyrod Taylor was torching them. Mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor was 10 of 11 for 125 yards and a touchdown before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Cleveland's defense needs to needs to do something because that's not good. That's not good. If Tyrod Taylor was still in that game, there's a possibility Houston steals this one. Yeah, I can agree with you. And because, Cleveland needed this game. You gotta mm-hmm. remember they lost last week. They yeah, needed they couldn't a win. start the season zero and two. Not no with way. Any any kind of playoff hope. Exactly. What? Uh, so Baker looked decent. Nineteen for twenty one, two hundred thirteen yards, one and one uh, touchdown interception ratio. Um. But again, you can't rely on just your offense. No, you can't. You need balance. Defense has a lot of playmakers on it. Mm-hmm. Make some plays. Yeah, make some plays. Stop some people. Get stops when you need it. Up next, we have the New Orleans Saints going to Carolina to take on the Panthers, where we have the Carolina Panthers winning this game twenty-six to seven. The story of this game is not Jameis Winston. The story of this game is the Carolina Panthers defense, mm-hmm. which is, mock my words, is going to be the number one defense in the NFL this year. Really? Yes. They will be the number one defense in the NFL this they year. They did look very, very good. They are loaded with first round and high second round picks and talent. Mm-hmm. They have been building this defense through the draft just Routinely. repeatedly every year for the last four or five years. Dude, 128 total yards. 128 total yards is what they gave up to them mm-hmm. this week. 
Yeah, and 100 of, 111 of them through the air. So that means their defense gave up 17 rushing yards yeah. in 60 minutes of football. Yeah. Be it they probably weren't on the field for 60 minutes, obviously, but say 30 minutes of football. They it, gave up 17 rushing yards. So just so you know, all right, 128 yards. Statistically, they only gave up 80 passing because of sacks in negative plays. Yeah. That's crazy. That is nuts. That is under 100 yards of offense. Hundred. That is nuts, man. I mean, New Orleans kept shooting themselves in the foot. 11 penalties, 115 yards. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of yardage. Turnovers, two of them, both thanks to James Winston with mm-hmm. interceptions. But I'm telling you, man, that defense is for real. They're ferocious. And out of all the teams I think that could give Tampa Bay a game, it could be Carolina. I know Definitely. They got, I know they got a big game coming up this week, and we'll get to this week. But I think it could be Carolina. I think their defense matches up very well against Tampa Bay. We will see, but I think so. Mm-hmm. The way they pressure the quarterback, the way they the clean tackling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You normally swear like Luke Keekley Luke was still out there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that this... Well, I'm not saying the fact that this defense is performing without Luke Keekley. They have so many other oh, weapons on this defense. It's so talented, dude. But it, it's so talented. It's very Luke keekley led yeah. defense. Yeah. They're hitting everybody. They're sure tackling. Forcing turnovers, turning mm-hmm. turnovers into points for the offense or just points for themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of the Buccaneers, the Atlanta Falcons find themselves down in the bay against the Bucks, where the Buccaneers win this game 48-25. to Matt Ryan sees ghosts when he plays Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. I, You know what's the scary thing about the Buccaneers? Is that... They're like the Chiefs from last year. They they punch that gas pedal all the way to the floor, and then they know, oh, we can come off a little bit. And then at any point, if they want to hit the gas pedal again, they can they do it do. again. Mm-hmm. And and it's not just on the offensive side of the ball; it's on both sides of the ball. They scored a de- they, I think they scored two defensive touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady threw what five touchdowns. So Tom Brady is my player of the week. 24 for 36 for 276 passing yards, five TDs with zero interceptions. Mike Evans and Gronk both collect two touchdowns. In Do you this know game. Gronk has three consecutive games of two touchdowns? Yeah. The Super, back Bowl, to the Super Bowl, week one, week, week, one two. week two. And you know, Tom Brady has thrown four touchdown passes and I think six consecutive regular season games now. I'm not shocked. But Tom Brady is my offensive player of the week. Yeah. Okay, I well, I have a different one, and we'll get to my guy. Mm-hmm. But good good shout. You know, we're up here in New England, so might as well shout yeah. him out. And Matt Ryan, even though he put up 300 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions, with one of them being a pick six at the end of the game. Yeah, the one that got deflected up in the air. He couldn't do anything. No. What, what? 300 passing yards. What are you going to do? Seriously. Seriously, what what are you going to do? They, Buccaneers are just go, go, go. They, like I said, they put their foot down on the pedal and they just floor it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, ah, oh, we'll coast a little bit. And they take their foot off the pedal. Do you want to put out into the air <laughs> your prediction? Or do you want to kind of save it? Well, 
what the hell? You know what? Just because I was discussing it with your wonderful family yesterday, um, I might as well just throw it out there. I don't think anybody's beating the Buccaneers. I don't think anybody's beating the Buccaneers. Tom I think Brady Tom is getting Brady's his perfect on, season. I, Tom Brady is on a mission right now. He is on an absolute mission. Now, again, I know I just said Carolina could make some noise. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Sam Darnold's good, but is he that good that he can you, still light you, up that defense? No offense. You talk about Matt Ryan seeing ghosts when he sees Tom Brady. Sam Darnold legitimately saw ghosts when he played for the New York Jets. Against Tom Brady. Against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Okay. He said he was throwing the ghosts. Yeah. Now, this is a completely different Sam Darnold that we're seeing in Carolina, okay? But, man, Tom Brady's on some type of mission. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost as if he's trying to top what he did in 2007. Yeah. He's trying to win it all. Yeah. Win it all. Take every record with him. Mm-hmm. Basically be Thanos. Just yeah. Snap. Because there were what? Six Infinity Stones? Yeah. He's, he's already got, got a seven rings. Yeah, he's already got seven rings. You know what I mean? So might as well make it an eighth. Might as well, might as well go for ten. Might as well fill both hands. Yeah. And then still play football. Yeah, exactly. With the rings on while he's on the field. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we have probably, in my opinion, game of the week. Um the Minnesota Vikings at the Arizona Cardinals. This game was a shootout. Yes. To the buzzer. Kyla Murray is incredible. Did you see that fadeaway 70-yard throw he made? Yeah. Kyler is 29 for 36 in this game with 400 passing yards. He's incredible. He gives us short people some representation, my friend. I feel like Kyler's looking damn good, bro. He's so good. Um, Kinsbury is the coach there, uh-huh. and whatever he's unlocked in Kyler, I know Kyler showed this stuff when he was in college, uh-huh. but like a lot of times these smaller quarterbacks don't translate to the NFL. Dude, like I said, he is showing up for us short people. Unbelievable, man. I and, mean, and I mean, come on. In Kirk, you don't trust? No, I don't. Kirk was 22 for 32 with 244 passing yards. Three for O. Okay. Three TDs, zero interceptions. Still don't trust them. Still don't trust them. Why? Minnesota lost. Don't care. Falls on the quarterback. That's the old rule. It fell on a missed field goal as time expired. Yes, I feel bad for Minnesota fans. got them there to kick that field goal that was swung. Don't care. You know, I, the only people I really feel bad for is Minnesota fans who listen to that game on the radio. Because if you listen to the radio call, the guy calls the like the guy made the kick and is celebrating, and then for like five seconds you're like they won, and then he's like, "Oh my god, he missed!" And that's it. It's like seriously, that's how you got to do the radio call. I feel bad for those fans. Yeah. And Kirk, oh. nope, don't trust. Still don't trust. No faith. In Kirk, you don't trust. Nope, still don't. Well. Let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys traveling west to face off against the Los Angeles Chargers. So, Cowboys win 2017, last-minute field goal, okay? Mm-hmm. The Chargers need to figure something out because they are putting up yardage totals that are unbelievable, and they're not getting the ball into the end zone. They're not scoring points. Herbert threw for 30, 338 yards, 31 for 41. I mean, one TD, two picks, but... To throw for 343 yards and only put up one touchdown? passing touchdown? Yeah. Who cares about yardage? It's all about points being put on the board. That's yeah. what it is. And they're just not putting points on the board. Um, 
the the catch that Austin Eckler made. Oh, Eckler's incredible, dude. That catch he made one handed with a mm-hmm. guy hanging all over him, mm-hmm. and then another guy blowing him up. What a in, absolutely incredible. Um, but you got to tip your hat off. Dak showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the other running back for Holland? Pa- um, Holland and Elliott combined for twenty nine carries. Um. 180 total yards with two TDs. Great play. Yeah. And Greg Mo- the Leg wins the game for Mo- him. Most of the odds, um, I know um, Pollitt had um, over 100 yards rushing yeah. in, the, in the game. Um, and he he's a little bit more of an explosive back versus Zeke. Zeke mm-hmm. gets a little bit more in between the tackles. But Tony Romo, no, was it Tony Romo? Who was calling this game? I don't know who was calling this game. I can't remember who was calling the game, but they said whoever had the ball last was going to whatever quarterback had the ball last was going to win this game, and he was spot on. I think it was Romo. I think it was Tony Romo. Well, Romo, we know Romo as the one who predicts everything in football nowadays. Yeah, exactly. He knows what rush is coming from where, and he can call the play two plays before it happens. Yeah. And say that this guy's going to come out of this backfield and is going to take him out for four four yards back. And then he almost is going to fumble it, but then he's going to jump on it, and it happens ten seconds later. Yeah, it's crazy. How? Tony uh, Romo is a psychic. No, Nostradamus in the football, or he's fashion. a clairvoyant, something yeah. of that nature. Yeah, exactly. Moving on to the Tennessee Titans traveling west to face off the Seattle Seahawks. You never see this from a Seattle team. The Titans win this game in overtime, thirty-three to. 30. Mm-hmm. My offensive player of the week. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, who did jack squat in game in one, the first in half. One. The first six quarters of this season, he did nothing. Mm-hmm. Whatever halftime adjustments they made. That 60-yard touchdown run where he ran away from DBs. Like, what? Like, mm-hmm. just ran away from people who were supposed to be faster than him. He hits another gear when he hits the open field. You do not realize how much faster that guy can get when he's... I've always pictured, just based on how built he is, he's a power back. I always picture no, him... No, he's a zoom. Yeah. He takes off. Yeah. Like, torched Seattle's defense. He's my RB1. <laughs> I bet you were loving him this oh, week. Oh, I was loving it. If he did not perform, I was going to lose this week. Um, thank God my, my opponent had Brady on his bench. Anyway, wow. um, Derrick Henry rushed for 35 attempts, 182 yards, and three TDs. I believe all in the second half. Not all of it was in the second half. I think he had like 13. No, no I'm saying the three TDs. Oh, all the, the three TDs half. were all in the second half. I think he had like 36 yards going into halftime. So he basically ran for 150 yards between third fourth third quarter, fourth quarter, and overtime. Yeah, and this doesn't take away from Russ's performance. Dude. The the throw to lock it? Yeah. Like, when, when you see Russ throw the ball up, it's immediately, oh, there's Tyler Lockett on the other side. Yeah. Or it's DK on the other side. <laughs> Hands down. Unbelievable. Moving on, we have our Sunday night football game between the Kansas City Chiefs traveling west or east to face off against the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens win 36-35. And the set of cojones on John Harbaugh to go for it on fourth down. No, I don't think that was a Harbaugh call. That was a Lamar Jackson no, call. that was a Harbaugh call. Harbaugh called the timeout, looked at Jackson and said, do you want this? And he goes, 
Yes. And he goes, do it then. Okay? Harbaugh put his faith in Lamar Jackson. Yes, Lamar Jackson sold him and said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get that first down. But that, dude, Harbaugh's got some cojones. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I almost, almost gave my Offensive Player of the Week to Lamar Jackson. Almost. Bro, did you see that? Ugly- it was the most... It was the most athletic play in the week of football that what, we that had. Jump pass that he did? No, the <laughs> the cartwheel into the end zone. Oh, the 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 flip he did yeah, into the end zone. The the one armed cartwheel where he just falls flat on his ass. No, the 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 jump pass that he did where he hit the guy forty yards down the field. Between that pass and Kyler Murray's, I don't know which was more I athletic. Oh, bro. I'll tell you though, I almost gave it to Lamar this week. The only reason why I didn't. That ugly first interception he threw to Tehran mm-hmm. Matthew, like in the very beginning of the game, within the first three plays. Yeah, Kansas City's up seven nothing. Um, I was watching that. And I was like, oh, okay, this is how it's gonna go. Yeah, I, I, that's the how I felt. The defense is just gonna lay him out. I, that's, Kelsey's gonna have a game of his life. Tyree Kill was gonna have the game of his life. Does nothing. Does nothing. And it's funny because we were talking about it last week. If you eliminate those two guys, who's he have? Mm-hmm. And again, they took out Hill and. Kelsey had a good game, but Hill did nothing. Mm-hmm. And Mahomes, first time, first time as a starter, he's lost a September game and thrown a September interception, mm-hmm. which was a bonehead play. What is he thinking throwing that ball? Just take the damn sack. Mm-hmm. Like, stupid, man. Just a stupid decision. Yeah, I mean, there's only, so to, mu- there's only so much Edwards Hilaire can do as well. You're trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, we keep harking back to this with other quarterbacks. You're doing too much. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we have the Monday night football game where we had the Green Bay Packers taking on the Detroit Lions in Green Bay. Green Bay's home opener. Yes. Um, and the Pack. 35-17, the Pack over the Lions. This game was close in the first half. Yes. And then Rodgers looked like the Rodgers of old. Yes. he. And I, I had this conversation um, with Angela because she gives me shit because I'm a Bears fan who, A, picked Rodgers to be the league MVP this mm-hmm. year, and B... Instead of picking the Lions, I picked the Packers, which was just, you know... Smart. Just The Packers are at home, and Rodgers owns the Lions no matter where they play. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, it was just one of those deals where Rodgers finally got, mm-hmm. you know, finally got his feet under him and did what Rodgers does, yeah. which is... And I'll be... I'll be com- receivers open. I'll be completely honest with you. If, if Derrick Henry didn't have the game he had... And if Tom Brady didn't have the game he had, Aaron Jones would be player of the week. Oh, Jones was phenomenal. Four touchdowns, three receiving, one rushing in this game. Yeah. Rodgers has got his weapon in the backfield. Three of Rodgers' four passing touchdowns in this game. Went to a running back. Went to Aaron Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And then he rushed for one. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else really to say. Rodgers had to turn it on, so Mm -hmm. he did. Mm -hmm. Okay. He had to make up for what happened to him in the previous week. Mm-hmm. The game was close, like I said, for the first half, and then all of a sudden he's just like, "What? What? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. What am I doing?" And then, bang, that was it. Mm-hmm. So it, Rogers has his weapon in the backfield now. Um, and watch out, league, if uh, if Rogers decides to wake up. Yeah, I know, because it's not going to be pretty. So, following week two, our records. We are both tied at 18 and 14. Again! 
but a strong week. We went 11-5 this week. Very strong week. That's the type of weeks we need to have. I know. But we're at week three We had now. an NFC West week this week as opposed to an NFC East week last week. Uh, so just so we can go back over everything, okay? The Washington football team beat the Giants. That's where you picked up a split because I had the Giants and you had the Washington football mm-hmm. team. Carolina went over New Orleans. We both lost that game because we both picked New Orleans. We we slept on the Carolina defense. We did that two weeks in a row because we slept on them in week one as well. Chicago went over Cincy. I had Chicago, and I believe you did as well. I right? had Chicago as well. You had Chicago as well. So I only had two wrong in the one o'clocks. <sighs> That's impressive. And one of them was the Pan- uh, Panther Saints. Yep. And the other one was the Birds Niners. Oh, you had the Niners. I had the Niners in that game, and you had the Birds. And I'm pretty certain we both had Seattle. And we we both had Seattle. We both had KC. And I'm assuming you had LA. You had the Cowboys? You had the Cowboys. I had the Cowboys. You had LA. But I had Miami going over Buffalo. You had Miami beating Buffalo. Which, talk about the stinker of the week. Yeah. I I definitely, I I could have had a one-game lead. Oh, But, again, bring in Trubisky, and I'll stop picking Buffalo. Moving on to the week three, we have the Thursday night game. Carolina traveling to Houston, and I have the Carolina Panthers winning this football game. So I am taking the Panthers as well. Um, solely on the defense. Yeah, solely on the defense. And, and Christian McCaffrey. Well, Sam Donald's doing Sam he Donald and McCaffrey, yeah. And also we have uh, special, special guest picks this week. Yes. Angela sent her picks in this week, so she's also taking the Carolina Panthers in this game. Moving on, we have the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Kansas City to face off against the Chiefs. And I have Kansas City redeeming themselves and picking up the victory going 2-1. and one. They're, in ho- they're at, at Arrowhead. Arrowhead. It's Chiefs. And Angela is also taking the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Up next, we have the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. And I have the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going with the Cardinals. Angela's. Angela. Up next, we have the Chicago Bears traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. And I have the Chicago Bears. Wow. I did not see you taking the Bears. I on, thought you were going Johnny Gargano on us and taking... On the sole thought that Baker Mayfield is possibly hurt. There is reports that he is potentially hurt. Okay. Um, that's not why I'm taking the Bears. I'm taking the Bears because Cleveland Browns defense is a sieve. And if the Bears defense, uh, Bears offense wants to wake up, this would be the game to do it. So I'm taking the Bears over the Browns. As is Angela. <laughs> up next, we have the Washington football team traveling north to the Buffalo Bills. And I have the Buffalo Bills winning this football game. So I am also taking the Buffalo Bills in this game because they're at home. Um, I think their defense is woken up a little bit. Um, as much as I like Heineke and stuff like that from Washington, I just don't think they're going to match up very well against the Bills. And Angela's also taking the Buffalo Bills in this game. Up next, we have the Indianapolis Colts heading to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. And I have the Tennessee Titans winning this football game. Boy, there is no differences so far between any of the picks between the three of us because I have the Titans, as does Angela. Up next, we have the New Orleans Saints traveling north east to face on the new england patriots and i have the new england patriots winning this football game angela is taking the new england patriots 
and I'm taking the New England Patriots. I had the Patriots actually starting the season um, one and two. And, and this is their one? It, no, I thought this was going to be their loss because they weren't going to lose to the Jets. And then the Saints and the way that they couldn't handle a defense last week. And the Patriots have just as good a defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots. Up next, we have the Atlanta Falcons taking on the New York Giants in New York. And I have the Atlanta Falcons getting their first dub of the week, of the year. And Daniel Jones... This guy trusts. I am going with the New York Giants. Angela has chosen the Falcons. This game right here is for the number one pick in the NFL draft coming up. You think so? Yep. Now, now, pause. If Atlanta gets the number one pick, do they take a quarterback? Yes, they do. Wow. Yes, they do. Okay. I thought they'd kind of fill in a hole in their Swiss cheese defense. Quarterback. They're taking a quarterback. They're done with Matty Ice. If he I mean, can't still, perform this I mean, year, you still have no. He's performing, and I think he's still in the contract for a couple of years. But, but they he, need someone to build. They need someone to build around because he's not. He's not going to last forever. Yeah, and he's also a chip that you could possibly move somewhere for somebody who's looking for a senior starter. You know That's what I'm true. saying? Yeah. So up next, we have the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Pittsburgh to face off against the Steelers, and I have the Cincinnati Bengals winning this football game. So I have also taken the Cincinnati Bengals in this game. I really like the Bengals. I I know they just lost to the Bears, and I don't expect Joe Burrows to have four turnovers again, but I I, I like the Bengals in this game. And Angela's actually taken the home team, the Steelers, in this game. Up next, we have the Baltimore... uh, I almost said Orioles. Baltimore Ravens taking on the Detroit Lions, and the Orioles may as well take on the Detroit Lions because Baltimore is winning this football game. That's that's cold. That's cold. I I didn't say that, Angela. That that was all him. Angela is from the Michigan area, so she is taking... She's taking Baltimore. (laughs) She's taking the Lions because she's from that Michigan area. Um, I was torn in this game um, when I was looking at the schedule earlier in the week. But the Lions can't stop the run, and you're facing the most athletically mobile gifted quarterback. mobile quarterback since Michael Vick. Could we say that? Yeah, okay. arguably. So uh, I'm gonna go with the Ravens, but the Lions, if they can put together a full game, can give the Ravens a run for their money. A hundred percent. The thing I agree. is, they got to put together a full mm-hmm. game. They didn't have a first half in the first game that they played, mm-hmm. and they didn't have a second half on Monday night. Mm-hmm. The other thing that hurts the Lions is they're coming off of a short week. Yes. So you're coming off of a short week to face a team that's actually having a little bit longer rest and is a little bit more gifted on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. So. Up next, we have the New York Jets taking on the Denver Broncos in Denver, and I have the Broncos winning this football game. I have the Broncos as well, and Angela took the Jets. She trusts your rookie of the year pick more than you do. Zach Wilson. She trusts Zach Wilson more than you do. Well, it's also because... So, if two weeks ago, if Teddy Bridgewater wasn't doing what he's doing now, I would have probably taken the Jets in this game. (laughs) But it's Teddy Bridgewater against Zach Wilson. And looking at the past two weeks... It's an easy choice. Hey, listen, he's your rookie of the year. Not my rookie. <laughs> Up next, we have the Miami Dolphins traveling to Vegas to fit, take on the Las Vegas Raiders, and I have the Las Vegas Raiders winning this football game. As do Angela and myself. The Raiders are at home, and like I said, 
that might be the best home field advantage in mm-hmm. all of football yeah. because people are going to go out and party in Vegas and they're going to show up to the field a little messed up. Yep. Up next, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Los Angeles Rams. And I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning this football game. It's tough. This is tough. This is a fifth. Because the Rams defense is strong. The Rams defense is strong. And the Rams offense with Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford mm-hmm. is serious. But I'm taking the Bucs as well. Because as I told you in my prediction earlier, I don't think they lose a game all year. Unless maybe it's Carolina and Carolina. Um, Angela's also taking the Bucks in this game. Up next, we have the Seattle Seahawks traveling to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Do you trust in Kirk Cousins? I trust in Russ Wilson. Yeah, exactly. 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 Now I just need to trust in the rest of Seattle's <laughs> offense. No, it's not the offense. It's the defense. It's the defense. It's the defense. But yes, I'm taking the Seahawks um, myself because in Kirk, I do not trust. Um, and Angela's also taking the uh, Seahawks in this game to go over the Vikings. Up next, the Sunday night football game, we have the Green Bay Packers taking on the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. And in Pack, I trust. I have Green Bay winning this game in San Francisco. Don't be a spiteful Eagles fan. I'm not a spiteful Eagles fan. <laughs> I am a I am faithful in the Green Bay Packers. Okay. I am faithful in Aaron freaking Rodgers. Okay. So Angela's also faithful with, uh, obviously she just witnessed it as a Lions fan in Aaron Rodgers and his ability to go over the 49ers. Not so much. I have the 49ers winning this game. I have the 49ers <laughs> defense being a good kryptonite to Aaron Rodgers. Especially Up, Nick Bosa. Yeah. Who's going to chase that man around. Yeah. Up next, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. Monday night, right? Monday night football. Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Of course, you have your Eagles going 17-0. If it was any other year, I would take Dallas because they split. (laughs) No, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) But realistically, they split. But I got a lot of faith in this offense. Okay. I got a lot of faith in this Philly offense. And even though we don't have Brandon Graham... I still have a lot of faith in Philly's defense to stop the rush. So you're going with? Philadelphia. Okay, because you're going to do that all 17 weeks this year. Are you not taking Chicago every single week this year? I will not take Chicago in Green Bay. I will not. I've been bitten in the ass too many times doing that one. Now, don't get me wrong. If Aaron Rodgers is missing, you're damn straight on taking Chicago. But if it's Aaron Rodgers-led Green Bay versus Chicago... It's just a scary proposition. And I think that game's coming up in a couple of weeks, actually. Oh, Angela took the Eagles. I'm taking the Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys. I want to see if... Heel. Damn straight. Heel. Damn straight. Heel. I want to see if the Eagles defense that we saw this past week can show up against a Cowboys rushing attack that we're going to see. Mm-hmm. Because they're running the ball all over the place. Mm-hmm. So... um. So, if Philly can stop the run, Eagles win this game. I think so. If they can't stop the rush, it's an uphill climb. It's an uphill battle. It is. It seriously is. Because we've got half of a rushing offense. Because we have Miles Sanders full stop. That's it. Yeah. And then we have no Zach Ertz. 
Yeah. Who's on COVID list. Yep. We have Dallas Goddard as our tight end. But our tight ends are are kind of they're they're not like a receiving tight end. He's almost a traditional tight end who does get to receive. And then we have a somewhat rebuilt wide receiving core. Okay. With Ridgeway and um Smith. I mean, I know you were complaining earlier about your injuries on like the the lines and stuff like that, but you know, you could be the 49ers right now. What is they're on the like their fifteenth running back already this year? Yeah. They've got Elijah Mitchell who's questionable and he's their rookie <laughs> yeah. running back. Yeah, they have nobody behind him because everybody else is hurt. Yeah, Debo's gone too. So that doesn't help them oh either. Oh my god, it's been a rough year for the 49ers. Yet somehow they're two and oh. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean they shout did, out to Matt. They did also play the fucking Eagles this week. <laughs> Which they beat the Eagles. I know. I love my boys, but mm, god damn. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know if I'll ever pick against the Bears either. I was just Jones in early. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's I don't like, think I picked against the Bears once last year or the year no, before. I don't, I, don't think think I've, I don't think I've ever picked against the Eagles. It's so tough to. I mean, I bleed navy blue and orange. You know what's funny? So. I, I, uh, when I was first doing the picks, I was like, ah, Dallas got this game. And I'm like, nah, I'm never nah, going to hear the end hit. of it if I pick yeah, Dallas exactly, in this game. Exactly. But uh, that has been another episode of Doinked. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can feel free to reach out to myself, Dave, at darelaufendoink508, or you can reach out to Josh at the J-A-L-T, T-H-E-J-A-U-L-D. Um, both of those handles are in are on Instagram. If you'd like to reach out to the page directly, it's um, at Double Doink Network. Um, we are always welcome to any input that you guys have. We're welcome to share your picks mm-hmm. on the show. If you guys want to give your, your week four picks next week, yep. definitely send them over to us. Yes, you can send them to us via Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can send it to us directly via our phone numbers. I have mm-hmm. no problem handing it out to anybody who's part of following the uh, yeah, Double Yeah, anybody Dunk that Network. listens. This is a straight shout out to Meredith and to Matt. You guys should be sharing your picks with us. Mm-hmm. So this way we can share them on air. We can put more people accountable. Yeah. Um, well, the only thing, Meredith definitely would. Uh, the only thing with Matt is oh he's secrecy. He, he likes he likes to look at other people's picks. He kind of where they're going, what their yeah, their thoughts yeah, are, yeah, and yeah. then he'll do his picks. Yeah, okay. yeah, Matt, I just shouted, I just called you out. So what you gonna do about it? Um, we definitely appreciate your listens. Um, you can find us on all of your uh, podcasting, whether it's um Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. Um, again, questions, comments, concerns, reach out to us. Uh, This has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Dave. I have been Josh. We have two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.